We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori Simone. I'm your host, Tori Simone, and these are the first words that I'm speaking today. I think that's typically how it goes on my Thursday. Whenever I film the pod, it's like normally the first words that I speak, so I feel like I'm like always waking up with you guys, and you guys get to hear my morning voice, which I don't know if that's the best thing, but that's what happens. Anyway, I hope you guys are having an amazing day. It is raining over here. It's 8 a.m. on a Thursday morning. I have an iced coffee from my beautiful latte machine. You know, everyone always asks me, what latte machine I got and I never know so I'm gonna go look it up right now on Amazon and oh it's my wrong Amazon account you see I really tried to like do something good but my Amazon account's all the way over there on my phone I tried this is me trying Alexa play this is me trying by Taylor Swift let me see if I can switch accounts really quick oh I can Oh my God, that was way easier. Okay, your orders. Let's see. In the past three months, I don't know when I got this thing. Let's just do all of 2021. Actually, I think I got it in 2020. I got it in 2020 because, yeah. Oh, here it is. Okay. It's the, oh my God, I, oh my God, I clicked on and said, sorry, we couldn't find that page. Maybe it's gone. Okay, it's the espresso machine. 3.5 bar, four cup espresso maker, cappuccino machine with steam milk and frother. Order details. Maybe I can click that. Tell you guys how much it was. It was $70, which was awesome. Um, And I only bought what came with it. And the ice machine that I have 
is the AG Lucky Ice Machine for countertop. Portable ice cube makers make 26 pounds ice in 24 hours. Ice cube re-ready, two hours for whatever reason and ready, in six to eight mins with ice scoop and basket for home slash office slash bar parentheses black. And this was $97. Both are prime. Um, so yeah, a lot of people ask me about that. That's what it is. So I made an espresso. I guess I did, but I made a latte with my ice machine as I always do every Thursday to film this podcast. And I don't know if I told you guys on my other podcast last week. Um, but I got the nut pod, like cinnamon topping really good creamer instead of vanilla. It's really, really good. Um, definitely gives me the shaken espresso brown sugar vibe from Starbucks that I tried a couple episodes back that I get all the time now, even though it kind of made me a little sicky. It is so good. So yeah, that's what's on my Amazon account. I hope you guys enjoyed that little episode, uh, of my Amazon account. How are you guys? What is, what's new to everybody? Um, I, told you guys the past three episodes that I'm watching Ink Master and I cannot stop. I'm actually going to talk about Ink Master in today's episode as well. Uh, I just can't stop. I literally got Paramount Plus just so I could watch Ink Master because they only have the first two seasons on Netflix and I was hooked after the second season, which is so funny because I have a little story. So the other night, two nights ago, um, I took a melatonin gummy, which I never take melatonin gummies, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. Took a melatonin gummy and then I was watching Ink Master and at the end of each episode, um, this is so funny that it's like part of my brand now, Ink Master. Um, At the end of each episode, they pretty much have like this big elimination tattoo challenge where they typically have like five to six hours to tattoo someone and at the end, they just show all the tattoos and then the judges literally rip them all to pieces essentially and it's great. And I literally am like, I see every tattoo. I'm like, wow, that's a great tattoo. And then like Oliver Peck and Chris Nunez will be like, that's the worst tattoo ever. And I'm like, oh my God, I clearly have such a not good eye, a client eye, as Chris or Dave Navarro would say. Um, anyway, I love Dave Navarro. I just love that show. It's all so good. Anyway, um, yeah, so they'll just like rip this tattoo to shreds. So, but that's my favorite part of the show to watch because it's when they like reveal the tattoos and I'm like, man, they've been working all episode for this. It's cool. Gives me big face off vibes, which was my, 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 whoa, my favorite show when I was in high school was face off. If anyone knows how cool that show was, it was awesome. So anyway, same vibe. Anyway, so I was watching this end of the episode and I took the gummy like maybe five minutes before and I took the gummy. I ate the gummy five minutes before and I was watching it. I saw who got eliminated. And then all of a sudden, I don't even remember closing my eyes, but I remember waking up and it was an hour later because they were showing the next episode's elimination tattoo reveals. And I was like, wait, I was asleep for a whole episode and now I'm awake at the elimination tattoo. It literally was like, I don't know, like I I went under or something like it was crazy. And then I just like, I woke up and then I passed back out again. I slept so well and I woke up very refreshed the next day. So 
I, I remember hearing somewhere, I feel like it was on a Joe Rogan podcast, that melatonin gummies actually don't do anything and like actually don't help with sleep, that it's all a placebo. I have no idea if that's true or not. But when I ate that melatonin gummy, I was like, maybe this is like all made up in my head. Either way, I had a great time. I slept really, really well. And I had crazy dreams. I had a dream last night that I was sisters with um, Kylie Jenner. And I kept trying to like take a selfie of us, but my flash wouldn't go off. And I was really mad. And I remember looking back through the photos on my phone and they were so fucked up because I couldn't get the flash on. And I was like, this must be a dream. And then I woke up. So that was crazy. I was wearing high heels in it. Like I was strutting through a school, but we were at an amusement park. Dreams are crazy. Do you guys ever have dreams? Well, okay. I had a dream the other night that I, my, my duty in my dream was to go lock myself in a room for six and a half hours and read a book. So I read the book and I wrote down like, oh, talk about this on the podcast on Thursday. This is what I liked about the book. And I woke up and I couldn't, I can't remember what the book was about, but I know it was a book that I never read. Like, I think I literally made up like a New York Times bestseller in my dream, but I woke up and I couldn't remember it. But I'm remembering this dream like a couple days later, which aren't you not supposed to remember your dreams? I do. I remember a lot of mine, whatever. But most of the time, like this might sound weird, but let me know if I'm not alone on this. Most of the time, whenever I go to sleep, I wish that I don't dream. Like whenever I'm falling asleep, I'm like, please don't dream tonight. Please don't dream tonight. Because my dreams, when I wake up from them, they feel like they were so long and so exhausting. Like when I'm in the middle of a dream, time isn't really a concept. I don't think about how long I've been in it. I don't really feel exhausted from it. But when I wake up and I think back, I'm like, that was so long and exhausting. And like, I feel drained from that dream. And sometimes I get like pissed off. Like if something happened in the dream, I'll be like mad at someone. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I always wish I just didn't dream. If anyone knows how to stop dreaming, let me know. I want to say happy April, everybody. Uh, My birthday was this past Saturday. So when you guys are listening to this, I'm 23. But I'm recording this before my birthday. So I'm 22 right now when I'm filming this. But when you guys listen, I'm 23. Crazy how time works. But Yeah, um, it was my birthday on Saturday, and as of right now, I'll talk about this next week, but my only plans that I have, I'm hanging out with some friends on Friday night. We're just doing like takeout movie night. That's like so my jam. Um, Just hanging out with some friends at their house, and then Saturday morning, I'm teaching a spin class at Stride, of course, and I'm so excited. Um, I'm excited because I was like, I don't want to ride. I just want to teach. So I have two of my instructors teaching for me. I have Danielle and Kristen teaching for me. You guys know Danielle. Um, And Kristen's never been on the podcast, but she's all over Strides Instagram. She's so, so cute. So I have the two of them riding for me. And then I'm just going to be teaching. So I'm really excited to do that. And then after, I know Lindsay was saying like maybe we'll get massages or something. So maybe we'll get a massage after. Um, But then I just want to go to like happy hour and then do again like pizza, like take out pizza and a movie um, at Lindsay's house because she has like this cute little, they redid their basement at her house and it's like a little movie theater. And like I love going over there. 
Um, did I ever tell you guys that every Thursday we have girls night? I think I did tell you that. I'll go back to that in a second. But um, yeah, I love her basement. So I think we're just going to hang out there on Saturday night. So a pretty chill birthday. And then Sunday, which was yesterday, is Easter. My dad right now is currently in Idaho with my sister. So it's just my mom and I. And I think her and I are just going to go to um, like our country club and have like Easter brunch there. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be a great weekend. And when you guys are listening to this, I'm sure it was a great weekend. But yeah, um, happy April to everyone, all my Aries babies out there. We rock. <laughs> I never really talk about, what is that? My astrological sign. I never really talk about it because I don't know much about it. But I do read stuff about Aries and I oh, I find so... Um, I find that I really am like in the Aries category. So I like that. And it's actually very fitting because the sign of Aries, I believe, is fire. And that's what we're talking about today is finding your fire. Um, Let me backtrack really quick and talk about girls night. Because whenever we talk, whenever I talk about this, like my mom or like anyone else, or when Lindsay talks about this to her coworkers, everyone says the same thing. They're always like, oh my God, that's so cute. My friends would never do that. Um, you, Everyone should. Every Thursday night, um, and this has been since like maybe September or October, every Thursday night, Lindsay will cook dinner for me and Katie Brennan. And the three of us just go to Lindsay's house and we eat this amazing dinner. And then we just like watch a movie in our basement and sleep over. So like every Thursday we have like a sleepover and like dinner and movie night with like just the three of us. It's so fun. It's girls night and yeah, we have a great time. So I have that tonight. I have it every Thursday. I don't know what we're going to have for dinner tonight. Last week we just had pasta with meat sauce and every week is different. So we've had like chicken lettuce wraps before. We've had breakfast for dinner. We've had steak and like these amazing smashed potatoes that Lindsay makes. Oh my God, it's unreal. We've had stuffed shells. We've had uh, fettuccine Alfredo. We've had Chick-fil-A. We've had, what else have we had? Like so, so much. It's different every week. Like now we're getting to the point where we're like, okay, like now what do we make? Like I don't even know what we're having tonight. Um, I think Lindsay's picking, but it's so fun. So we do that every week. So I have that tonight. So I Thursdays rock because I record the podcast and then I have girls night at night. Um, yeah, it's really fun. But I think that's everything that I wanted to chat about. So let's get into today's episode topic, which is finding your fire. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, 
the last few years and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. All right. So let's talk about finding your fire. So your fire, which 
is going to be defined by me is an undeniable burning passion for something in your life that you want to pursue. So you might think that this is something career-wise. It doesn't have to be just based upon your career because that's like really daunting to think like, oh, I need to find my fire to find out what I want to do for the rest of my life. That's very daunting. It definitely doesn't have to be your career. Um, if you are in your dream job, I'm sure you feel that you have that fire, but that fire doesn't have to be every day. So the point of finding your fire isn't chasing butterflies or chasing the excitement of your life, but it's finding what truly excites you ignites you and you run with that even on the hardest of days. So again, this doesn't have to apply to a career. It can be a life direction. It could be hobbies. It could even be dating. But in this episode, I'm primarily going to be giving examples of jobs, career, and hobbies um, because that's what I've found my fire within myself and my life. So it's just easiest to talk about that way. Now, just remember your fire isn't always your life's purpose if we even have one, not to get dark, but like, do we even have one? Um, So yeah, your fire doesn't always have to be your life's purpose, but it can be the thing that gets you not only out of bed in the morning, but excited to wake up every day. That's fire. So let's talk about how you find it. So you find your fire by doing things that you take interest in. And this will come really naturally to you. Whether you're watching YouTube, maybe you see people in real life doing cool things, you do what you fr- you see what your friends are doing, if they're traveling, you see new culture, etc. Once you find things that you take a natural interest in, you run with it and see where it takes you. So that's why I really want to emphasize that this is something that's natural. You can't force a fire. Um So once you find what naturally excites you and you run with it, this can lead you to one of three avenues. Number one is you discover that you like something, but you don't have passion or fire behind it. Number two, you realize that you're good at something, but you don't have that fire behind it. Or number three, you're good at whatever you've been pursuing and you have an ever burning passion for more. That's your fire. So let's break these down. Number one, you discover that you like something through natural exploration, but you don't have passion behind it. Let me give you an example of this. Ink Master. Enter Ink Master. So I've been watching Ink Master, and I think that being a tattoo artist or just an artist in general would be so cool. I think the culture of being a tattoo artist is so cool. I find myself envying all these artists that just have these sleeves all over them. Like, I just think it's so cool and I just like admire them and it's just awesome and they're so talented. I just, I, I, I love it. I think it's so cool. So this to me is a really natural interest that I found from just watching a TV show. Um, I could also take this a step back and I've known that I've always had an interest in tattoos because whenever I see someone with a cool tattoo or just tattoos everywhere, I always admire that they have these tattoos, whether it's the fact that they're able to like commit to something for the rest of their life on their body or that they're so creative that they want to physically express that, whatever it might be. I've always just been a huge admirer of tattoos. And while I find inspiration and a spark in that, it's not something that I care to act on. And let me tell you how I know that. I did try to act on it. Um, I downloaded Procreate on my iPad and I tried drawing on that and I loved drawing on it when I felt inspired. And I was actually really good at it, but I was only inspired once. 
And I have no idea how to actually do anything with it. Um, And I don't have the passion to learn. And that's where it really comes into play. If you find something that you want to do and you don't know how to do it, you're going to want to learn it. This is something that I don't really care to learn. I just like admiring and watching from afar. When it comes to procreate and drawing, like I watch tutorials on how to do it on YouTube, but nothing comes from my own head. So to me, even though I watched a tutorial and I was pretty good at what I drew and I really admire Ink Master being a tattoo artist, it's just a fascination to me. And it's something that I enjoy. So this is something that I discovered that I like and appreciate, but I have no fire to uh, pursue this any further than just admiring it. And I think that this comes up a lot. Like we find little avenues of things that we like. You could even take this back a scale of being like, oh, I really like movies. But that doesn't mean you want to become a director. Or I really admire the editing process, but that doesn't mean I want to become an editor. So these are just things that you like and that you admire and uh, these, this is important. Everyone has things in their life that they like, but that they don't want to pursue. Keep that. Don't cross the lines. The second avenue that we talked about is you realize that you're good at what you've taken an interest in, but you don't have the passion behind it. Now, this can be an immediate realization where you're like, oh, you know what? I'm really good at this, but I actually hate it and I don't want to do this again. Or this can also develop over time. When you have a fire, The flame will dull from time to time, but it never truly goes out. When you're in this avenue, when you're good at something, but you don't have the passion behind it, you will have some sort of maybe spark or flame in the beginning, but it goes out. And again, the only way to tell if it's not immediate is through time. So think of this as phases, and this can come and go in your life. So for example, for me, this might be kind of sad for some of you guys to hear, but it's YouTube. Mm, Womp, womp, womp. I was pretty good at making YouTube videos. I was pretty good at editing them. I was really natural on camera. I found it very easy for me. It was super fun. I had a good time creating a platform. I felt like I was pretty good at creating a following and a platform. Um, But over time, I really lost my flame and it resulted in me literally resenting the platform. Um, I knew everything there was to know about how to grow. Like if you asked me how can I get a million subscribers in six months, I could tell you exactly how to get it. And you would get it. Um, But I just, I never did it because I didn't have the passion behind it. And I never applied myself because I just didn't really care. This was a fire that I had, but it went out. And now that, now when I think about YouTube videos and like uploading them, it's strenuous, it's exhausting, and it sounds downright awful, which is why I don't upload any YouTube videos anymore. It was a phase, it was a fire but it's not my life's path. And I'm glad that I realized that I was good at this. I enjoyed it, but it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. If you asked me six years ago, I would have said that this is what lights my soul on fire. I was really good at it, but I lost the passion behind it. And that's okay. Another example is weightlifting. I felt like I was really good at this. I knew what to do in the gym. I had okay form. Like I'm not going to say it was the best, but I thought it was pretty good. And I wasn't the strongest person in the world, but I felt like I was lifting good weight for my body weight. And I liked the progress that I saw, but I would dread going to the gym to lift weights. I was never able to stick to a schedule. Like I was never able to have like Monday leg day, Tuesday upper body, Wednesday this. Like I just, I could never do it. And it never got me inspired. It was never something I thought I 
that I really wanted to even do. It was just something that I thought I had to do if I wanted to look a certain way. Now, over the past year, I would say since the pandemic, so about the past year, I really had to switch my mindset, which was really hard for me. And I can talk about that in a whole other episode. But I had to switch my mindset to do workouts that I really enjoyed that maybe weren't as intense as like lifting weights. Because the way I used to think, and this is like crazy to me, but the way I used to think was that if I'm not lifting heavy weights, I'm essentially doing nothing and it's better to do nothing at all. So like when quarantine hit and everyone was doing like body weight workouts from home or like they were just doing like glute kicks with a band, I was like, that's not going to do anything for you. So I'm just not going to do anything at all. And that was such a wrong mindset because clearly sitting on the couch is not the better option when you could be moving around for 45 minutes. No matter what you do, any movement is going to be better than doing none at all. But I had this really awful mindset where it's, if I'm not pushing heavy weights, I'm not doing anything at all. So While I thought that I was pretty good at weightlifting, I never enjoyed it. So I had to switch my mindset to do something that I actually enjoyed that maybe wasn't as high intense. And the example for that for me is walking on a treadmill. It's it's walking on a treadmill and then not lifting after, not feeling like that wasn't a workout in and of itself. Like I really had to switch my whole mindset to do something that I liked and to be satisfied with just the walk because that brings me joy and it isn't daunting. It's something that I can do every day. It's something that makes me feel really good and sets me on a good path. It sets me up for success. So circling this back in, while I was okay at weightlifting, it wasn't something that I really enjoyed at all. Another example that I want to give you guys is a part-time job. When I was in high school, I worked part-time at Sweet and Sassy, which is a um, like little girl's hair salon, and they also did birthday parties there. So I ran the birthday parties, and it was so fun. Like I feel like I was so good at this job. I had the best time doing it. I made amazing friends. I had a blast going to work, and my shifts were every single weekend, like open to close. And so that was a Saturday and Sunday. And it was something I really looked forward to. Like I never felt like I was missing out on anything. I just, I, I just loved my job and like, it was so, so much fun. Um, I knew however, that while I enjoyed it and I was really good at it, it wasn't my life's path to work at sweet and sassy forever. And I knew that. And that didn't matter to me because in the moment, I had the best time. And I look back at that job frequently and remind myself that sometimes we're just meant to experience things in life just for the good memories that will last you a lifetime. So while that was a job that I'll look back on forever and smile, I know that that wasn't my life path, but I really think everyone needs moments in their life like that. Finally, the last example that I'll give for this, and the only reason I'm giving so many is because I feel like this category is very easy to think of things that you're good at that maybe don't light your soul on fire. 
um, is softball for me. So I was really good at softball when I was younger, but I knew that I didn't want to be like a college athlete at the time. Olympic softball was still a thing. I didn't want to be on the USA team. I didn't even want to play in high school, to be honest, but it was something really fun that I did when I was a kid and I knew it wasn't going to be my career, but this is another thing that I look back on and smile. And I'm just like really glad that I pursued one of my interests as a kid. And then this brings me to my third avenue, which is you pursue an interest you realize you're good at it and you have an ever burning passion for more. This is your fire. So for me, I call this my 20s fire because I know that what I'm doing right now, I'm not going to be doing it for my whole entire life, but this is really a fire for me right now and I'm, I'm loving it. So I found my 20s fire by taking something that I had an interest in, pursuing that interest, learning that I loved it, and wanting to explore it further. So for me, that was spin. We all knew this was coming, but that's what my fire is. Right now, anyway, this is what my fire is. Let me just take a step back really quick and be like, I know when I say that, there's going to be some people that are like me that are type A. They're going to be like, okay, well, you know this fire, but what's your next fire? I don't know. My next fire is going to be something that I find interest in by a natural interest. I didn't want to say the word twice, but I did. It's going to be something that I pursue once I find a natural interest. So I'm not stressing about it. I'm letting life happen and I'm letting it find me. And I think that's a comforting thing when it comes to finding your fire. But anyway, back to spin. So when I was 17, I found an interest in spin by going to a soul cycle class and I wanted to um, do this more and more. So the next step of that was finding a local studio and going all the time. The next level from that was moving from the back row to the front row. Once I hit the front row and felt really confident, I wanted the next step, which was to be a spin instructor. Once I became a spin instructor, I wanted to climb the ladder to the next, which was filling my room. Once I was waitlisting my classes as an instructor, I wanted to know the internal workings of a studio. So I took it to the next level and I helped out as much as I could behind the scenes and I ran the social media for the studio that I was working for. Then I wanted what was next and that for me was owning my own studio. Once I opened up my own studio, I wanted the next best thing, which was to make the studio I had the absolute best that it could be. Once I felt like the studio was thriving, I wanted what was next, which was a second location. Then I opened up the second location and a pandemic hit. And now it's a totally different world. But you see what I'm saying. When you have a fire, you want to keep growing and getting better. You're never going to be satisfied. You want the next thing. You want more. You have this fire that that grows larger every single day. When you have your fire, this is something that you can literally feel. It's an undeniable feeling of, I have to do this or I will literally explode. You won't need to question if this is your fire. You'll just know that it is. Your fire is going to have peaks and valleys. It's going to have moments of inspiration and then moments of total boredom. Your flames will dull at times, but the very next day, you might wake up from a moment of complete and utter rock bottom and wake up to feeling a fire of a roar so large you've never felt before that you didn't even know it existed. This is a flame that while it can get low, it never goes out. You will constantly want to work within your space to get better and better every single day. You'll wake up excited. You'll wake up ignited. This is your fire. Once you find it, run with it and literally never let it burn out. A final tip that I'm going to leave you with when it comes to finding your fire is that you have to allow yourself to explore the world and your interests. 
So in order to do this, I want you to put yourself in the environment to grow and expand beyond your circumstance. If a flower isn't blooming, the gardener will change the soil and the flower's environment, not the flower. You are the flower. Allow yourself to see larger than you. You are capable of anything and everything. So I want you to think big and go outside the box. Surround yourself with people that not only dream big, but do big. If you can, if you can, I want you to physically put yourself in a place that's inspiring to you. If you can't physically be somewhere, I want you to make your social media a place of only inspiration not competition. I want you to read books that allow you to see beyond your horizons. I want you to watch videos of successful people that go against the grain to find their fire. I want you to not only dream big, but I want you to do big. Guys, that is what I'm going to leave you with today when it comes to finding your fire. This was a shorter episode, but I think it's packed full of information that I get asked a lot about, which is how do you create a life that you are happy with, that you can pursue your passion and make money out of it? It's all about finding your fire, and this is how I found mine and hopefully how you guys can find yours too. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, please be sure to let me know by DMing me, posting this on your story. I love to repost when you guys are listening to the episode. And of course, it helps the show out a ton by growing the manifest community. So I hope you guys have an amazing week. Enjoy it. You guys deserve the best day of your life. So I hope you have that today. And I will talk to you guys all next week. If you guys want to stay up to date with me, follow me on my Instagram at Tori Sterling underscore. And I'll talk to you guys next Monday. Happy Manifest Monday, guys. Love you. Talk to you soon. Bye.